Welcome to the Point of Impact Podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now here's Rick. Hey, welcome to another episode of Point of Impact Podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you. And we're going to start a new topic, and that is stress. We spent a number of episodes on success, and now we're going to talk about stress because we're coming to the end of the summer, and kids are going back to school College kids are going back to school. The summer is going to be over soon. Relaxation, rejuvenation, rest is going to give way to the hectic nature of life once again. Not that stress disappears any time of the year because it doesn't. But I thought it might be good to really hone in on stress for a number of episodes and see if I can help you to deal with it. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you about something else. I've got a new book coming out on October 14th called You Got Style, How Discovering Your Unique Style Impacts Your Faith, Family, Finances, and Much More. It is a fascinating book that answers the age-old question, who am I? It's a book that looks at all the different styles that an individual has. So it's not just a personality profile or just identifying your strengths. It really gets into all kinds of areas. For instance, what's your learning style? And what's your child's learning style if you're a parent? That's important. How about your financial style? There's seven different financial styles. Which one do you have? Because it sure does impact your life. And if you're married, man, it's the number one thing couples fight about. What about your thinking style? What if I told you there's four different styles of how people think? How about your spiritual style? How do you connect to God? There's 10 different ways you can connect to God. Each style is different. And that's what this book is about. So here's what I'm doing. I'm assembling a launch team. I'm looking for 100 people who would like a free copy, advanced copy of the book that they could read, who would be willing to read it and write a review about it and say something on social media. And in response, besides the book, you'll get to be part of a private Facebook group and This is a good one. You'll get the online course that I've done called Fearless. It's like a $99 value because it's six sessions and a workbook. And you'll get it all for free for being part of this group and reading the book and writing review. And just to give you some session titles, less fear of the future, less fear of failure, less financial fears, less fear of rejection, less fear of pain, less fear of endings. Good stuff. And you'll get that access to that workbook and all of the uh, sessions that you can listen to. So if you're interested, got to act soon, go to rickmcdaniel.com and just uh, look for the contact area where you can send uh, an email and just say, hey, uh, I'm Joe Smith and I'm interested in being part of the You Got Style book launch team with your email. And with your email, we will... uh, Put you on the list and hopefully you'll be one of the first 100. So don't take long because we won't have long before we got to get going on this. So again, just go to rickmcdaniel.com and send us an email and say, hey, I want to be part of the You Got Style launch team and uh, we'll uh, make sure that you can be a part of it. And we look forward to having you read the book. I think it's going to have a huge impact on a lot of people's lives. It's going to help people professionally, personally, in their relationships. Just going to be good, good, good all the way around. So let's jump into this topic of stress. And 
let's just start with some research, just some empirical data that's pretty, uh, you know, it's pretty distressing. How about this? Americans last year reported feeling stress, anger, and worry at the highest levels in a decade. The annual Gallup poll that they took around the world, all around the world, including America, the Americans, uh, there were 150,000 people in it all together, 1,000 of them were Americans. 55% of adults expressed stress during a lot of the day compared with 35% globally. Do you get that? 55% of Americans, 35% everybody else. That's a 20% difference. That's enormous. The country that has the worst stress since 2012, by the way, is Greece. And if you follow the news, you know they've had some enormous financial problems and huge unemployment. A lot of things have not gone well for Greece. But Americans are right up there, man. That's, uh, that's really something. Just in globally, just 49% of those interviewed said that they had learned or had done something interesting the day before. But in the U.S., it's 65% of Americans. So that's fascinating. So we're way high on stress, but we're actually higher by 15% than the rest of the world in terms of experiencing something interesting. So it's funny, you know, like what's really going on? So let's just sort of dig a little deeper. We'll go from Gallup to Statista poll. Let's just see what the... The Statista poll tells us, the status, the statistics poll, what does it tell us about Americans and what's going on here? Well, 77% of people are experiencing physical symptoms caused by stress. 73% are experiencing psychological symptoms. And that's fascinating. So actually higher, people are reporting higher physiological issues than psychological issues. 48% feel that their stress has increased over the past five years. 48%, same number, also lying awake at night due to stress. So that's, that's not good news. Now, what are the top stressors? See if this doesn't uh, ring true in your own life. Finances, work, health, and relationships. Those are the four. Finances, work, health, and relationships. Those are the four areas that bring the greatest stress. Interesting, the American Psychological Association, in their survey, reports that women have higher stress levels than men. So that's interesting about why that is. That's not what we're going to necessarily get into right now. But I think what's, uh, you know, important is just to say, look, you know, stress is, is real. It's happening. There's no denying that. There's no way to, to get around that reality whatsoever. So I'm going to say something that may sound really strange which is that maybe stress isn't all bad. Maybe it's got aspects that are actually good, that stress can be used in a, a positive way. Now you say, hey, you just gave us all these statistics, Rick, about how bad stress is. I mean, are you going to help us or not? And I'm going to help you deal with, and I hope in some areas, overcome stress in succeeding episodes. But today... I really want to talk with you about how you can have stress without distress. In other words, without the negative effects of stress, that you can actually use stress in a positive way. And, you know, this may 
this may sound counterintuitive to you, but I hope you'll stick with me here and just see if this doesn't make sense to you by the time this episode's over today, that in fact, stress could actually be positive. All right, so how so? Well, stress motivates us. It does. Stress motivates us to get stuff done, like working with a deadline. It's stressful to have deadlines, but deadlines help us get stuff done. My life is a a life filled with deadlines. Every week, I have to write a devotional that goes out every Wednesday morning. I have to record a podcast that goes out every Friday morning. I have to prepare a message that I have to speak and preach in my church every Sunday. And I have other writing responsibilities books, articles, things like that. Not to mention all that goes in running uh, an organization like a church, traveling and speaking, plus all of my personal stuff. But anyway, let's just focus in on those deadlines. I mean, those are those are hard deadlines. And there's stuff you can push. I pushed a meeting yesterday because I had to take a, a meeting that was an hour away yesterday and then I had to do some filming for my new book. And so I pushed the meeting. You know, that's one, you can push meetings, but every Wednesday you got to have a devotional, every Friday podcast, every Sunday, a message. I mean, that's just, that's it. So those are deadlines, but stress can really help us to accomplish our goals. So help us to get stuff done that we need to get done. And if you think of it that way, it it turns the stress around. Stress can also motivate us to make needed changes in our lives. Maybe you're having stress in a relationship. And really what the stress is is saying to you is that if this relationship is going to work, if you're going to make this go for the long haul, then then you've got to make changes in, in your life. And that's a good thing. Because I've been married a long time and I can tell you there's enormous benefits to being in a relationship a long time. I've also been at my church for a long time. These are, you know, these are both like 25 plus year type things. So that's long. But man, there's great benefits to working through relationships and conflict and issues because there's a lot of stability and security that comes in being in the same relationships and knowing the same people. And, and so it's, it's really important to just look at that and, and, you know, ask yourself, is stress actually motivating me to make me to change in my life? Let me give you some uh, research. I'm a guy that uh, has two graduate research degrees. So I'm into the data. I like the research. I think it tells us a lot. So there was a, a study done at Harvard and they, they put people through what they called a social stress test. And and the idea was that they were to rethink their stress response as helpful. Instead of seeing the signs of stress as negative, they saw they were to see it as energizing to help you prepare for a challenge. You're pounding hard is preparing you for action. You're breathing faster. It's not bad. It's good. It's getting more oxygen to your brain. Participants, listen, who learn to view the stress response as helpful for their performance were in fact less stressed out, less anxious, and more confident. How about that? That's what the the study showed. When people were 
introduced to stress as helpful as positive and not negative, it actually helped them to lower their stress and anxiety and actually be more confident. Hey, the research doesn't lie. That's powerful. The Bible has an interesting uh, verse, you know, where it says that, that all things work together for good. And that's found in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28. All things work together for good. That's, it's, it's the kind of uh, phrase, you know, you ought to memorize. All things work together for good. God's going to work it out. It's going to all work out in the end. And I've seen this happen time and time again in my life where, man, things did not look good. Did not look good. But it all worked out in the end. And God can work good things out of bad things. Of course, the classic message of Christianity is that message from the cross and death and defeat to the resurrection and victory. I mean, it's a success. It's a complete turnaround. And that's really the message of the gospel. And I'm telling you that if you can see your stress this way, it will, it will really benefit you. So stress motivates you. And I'm going to say that not only does it motivate you, but it helps you. Now, again, you say, wait a minute, psychological issues, physiological issues, insomnia, where, where, where's the, where's the help in all this? Well, stress is unavoidable. So when you don't tackle it, then it does cause these issues. But if you can have the right perspective about it, it can actually help you. So let's go back again to another study that was done. 30,000 adults over eight years. They started by asking, how much stress have you experienced in the last year? And then they asked, do you believe that stress is harmful for your health? And then they used public death records to actually find out who died. Now, just, just listen to this, because, I mean, you know, this is really something. 30,000 people over eight years. I mean, this is what you call legitimate research. People who experienced a lot of stress but did not view stress as harmful, were no more likely to die. In fact, they had the lowest risk of dying of anyone in the study, including people who had relatively little stress. Let's just, again, in other words, the people who did not view stress as harmful had a lower risk of dying than anyone else in the entire study of of all the people, 30,000 people, including the people who said, I don't have as much stress in my life. You know, some people said, I have a lot of stress and moderate stress. And some people said, I don't have much stress. The people who viewed stress as not being harmful were the ones who lived the longest, not the people who had the littlest amount of stress. So in other words, stress doesn't harm you. It can energize you to meet the challenges of life. It's all about how you view your stress. Stress without distress. Stress without distress. How can, you, how can you have stress in your life but not be distressed? How can you let stress help you? Frustration or fascination? Think about it. Which one? Because... Reacting 
shuts down your brain. Responding jumpstarts your creativity. You decide, which is it going to be? You're going to get frustrated and be in reaction mode because that's going to limit your thinking. Or are you going to take a different approach and say, all right, this is stressful, but I'm going to see what can I learn from this and what can I see in this? Have a fascination kind of stance and then allow your mind to begin to become creative. And what happens is you can creatively solve problems that come through stress. You can get insights into areas that you wouldn't have without the stress. In other words, the stress can cause us to find solutions. And that helps your life. Instead of a, why is this happening? How about this question? How can this be solved? You see how different this is? It's a very, very different way to approach stress. So many of us are just like, why is this happening to me? I don't like this. I can't handle this. This is too much. Instead of saying, okay, how can I figure out the solution to this? How can I let my brain get creative and find creative solutions? And this is where a lot of the, the great innovations come from. They come from people who are stressed, but instead of allowing that stress to frustrate them, they allow that stress to motivate them and to cause them to seek solutions, to seek out solutions to the problems in their lives or even in other people's lives. It's a completely different way to look at it. And I just think it's really like an attitude adjustment. It's like an attitude shift to say, okay, I'm going to look at stress differently. Every time I'm stressed out, I'm not going to think of it as a negative. I'm going to say, all right, how can this motivate me? How can this help me? How can I see this as a way to make things better, not make things worse? Not be reactive, but be innovative. And then the more that you do this, watch what happens. You gain confidence, just like the people in the Harvard study. They actually gain confidence. You gain confidence because instead of being, oh, I've got so much stress. Oh, I'm so stressed out. Oh, here comes more stress. And it brings you down, down, down. You say, oh, this I, last time I was stressed out, I solved this problem. Last time I was stressed out, it motivated me to do this or to do that. And I made these changes and I accomplished these goals and my life is better. And so you're, you have a completely different viewpoint on how you're going to look at the stress that's happening in your life. Something to think about. All right. How about one more enormous benefit to stress? You know, that sounds weird. Stress connects us. Stress releases the neurohormone oxytocin. Oxytocin causes a person to crave connection with family and friends. 
That's exactly what it does. It, it, it actually can cause us to draw closer together. God has hard, hardwired us for community. He wants us to be in relationship. He wants us to care for one another and help one another. And stress literally, physiologically, releases the hormone oxytocin that causes us to want to do that. Now, how about one more study for you? 1,000 adults in America from 34 to 93. Question, how much stress have you experienced in the last year? And then how much of the time have you spent helping out friends, neighbors, or people in your community? And then they use public records, just like the other study, for the next five years to find out who died and, and, and when they died. So here's the bad news. For every major stressful life experience, like financial difficulties or family crisis, it increases the risk of dying by 30%. But, always take note of the buts, but that wasn't true for everyone. The people who spent time caring for others showed absolutely no stress-related increase in dying. Zero. Zero. Wow. People who spend time helping out their friends, neighbors, and people in their community. So allowing stress to motivate you, to cause you to move in the direction of community and connection, it actually negates all of the negative impact of stress in terms of your health. And remember, in the Statista survey, 77% of people said there were, there were physical, physiological symptoms, even greater than the psychological symptoms of stress in their lives. And yet, when stress causes us to move toward connection and community, and we respond to that, not isolating ourselves, but moving in the direction of relationship, helping other people, serving others. You know, it's amazing how when you get the focus off yourself and you shift it to others, what happens to you? In, in my years in, in helping people, and, and that's many in just a variety of ways, just you name it. I've done the children, homeless people, people in all kinds of situations and challenges. What I have found is that the more that you serve others, the, the better you feel. And the more it really helps you to look at your life differently. Like, wow, I thought I had some challenges in my life. Man, look at the challenges that these people have. I've been in over 30 countries. So I have been in some of the poorest places in the world places in Africa, South America. I've been on the streets in St. Petersburg, Russia with kids that literally live on the streets. And I've seen some really dire situations. I took both my boys, by the way, when they were teenagers on a trip with me so they could experience it too, so they could see the way people have to live in this world. I just had lunch yesterday with a friend and he's heading up a project, kind of a new season in his life to help 
in the country of Togo in Africa, building wells, helping them with their healthcare and education. And these people are in such need. And you get around people like that, you start serving others. It changes your perspective on your own situation. It'll help you deal with your stress. But again, as you move in the direction of connection, it just does something very, very powerful in your life. And so stress can really be good for you. Now, again, in the, in the episodes to come, we will talk about specific strategies and ways to, to lessen your stress. Absolutely, we will do that. But I wanted to start by just giving you a, a, a way to look at this differently, kind of shift perspective a little bit and just ask yourself, hey, maybe I've been looking at stress the wrong way. Maybe I should see how it could, could really be beneficial to me. And if you can see it that way, I think it can really, really help you. I think of it like this. If you play the guitar, you understand this, but I don't play the guitar, but there's lots of great music in my church and lots of great guitar players. So when you play the guitar, you need the strings of the guitar to be tight enough so they make music. I mean, that's why they've got the adjustment there. But here's the thing. If you make the strings too tight, they'll break and then you can't make any music. And I think that's a good picture for stress. You don't want the stress to be so great that it's too much, too tight, and boom, the strings break and there's no music in your life. But you do need enough stress so that the strings are tight enough so you can make music in your life. And that's really the balance that you're shooting for. And again, I'll help you with the making sure you don't break part in the episodes to come. But right now, we're just focusing on this idea that can we see that there's something beneficial to tightening up life? Sometimes life gets a little tight and it's not necessarily a bad thing because it can in fact motivate us in ways that are positive, that it can really help us because it puts us in a place of problem solving and creativity and innovation because it connects us to each other, creates the kind of community that we all need and causes us to want to serve others and help other people and get the focus off of ourselves. And, and when we do that, it can really, really, really change our perspective. You know, and I just think Americans are 20% more stressed out than everybody else. And I've been, again, to a lot of countries in this world that, man, their situations are dire. And yet those people are less stressed than us. And you may say, well, our lives are more complicated, Rick. I mean, and I get that. It is, there is a simplicity in other parts of the world, especially third world nations, you know, developing nations that, that there is a simplicity there. But still, still, there's a perspective that we may be lacking. And I hope that this episode is causing you to just rethink how you might approach the stress in your life and see how it can be positive for you and, and not negative. Again, when, when we are able to learn and experience new things at a, a, at a much higher rate than other people in the world, that's, that's a blessing, man. That's really, that's really great. So there's a lot of good things that happen even while we experience stress. And some of the stress is the part of what it takes to be successful, as we just got done covering in a number of episodes. Some of the stress just comes because 
when you're trying to do things and get things done and accomplish things and have success in your life, it is going to create stress. You will create some of your own stress. I have certainly done that in my life, but that's not a bad thing. It's not. It's a part of the process. It's a part of the journey. It's a part of what leads you to ultimately to success. So something to think about, something to consider, and I hope this will help you. And again, next week we'll start diving into some ways that we can help you with your stress. And just want to remind you again, we saw a big spike last week in listeners. I don't know what happened. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the particular episode about the super successful people or just the momentum that comes. But man, we had a huge spike. That was great. And maybe that was because of you guys sharing this podcast with your friends and on social media and encouraging people to subscribe and listen. Maybe that's what it was. And if it was, thank you very much for doing that. But whatever it was, it's a really, really nice spike. And so that's encouraging. And they were excited about this podcast continuing to reach more and more people and help more and more people. And I look forward to joining you again next week. Until then, take care. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.